0: Federated, a podcast for freelancers hosted by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but have found a way to make a living doing what they love. Hey, brother. Hey, Sarah. How's it going?
1: Pretty good. Um, I thought we could talk this time about uh, our community service, our engagement that we do in the community and basically the stuff that you use, your your mental ability to do work on for free to, you know engender positive change in your community. And I think right now a lot of people are like me and they're thinking, wow, I'm spending a lot of time on some of these uh, different non-billable tasks. Are they all worthwhile or is there something I should be cutting?
0: Yeah. I love that. I'm, I've actually, I'm guilty of asking myself that very question uh, within the last couple weeks as I kind of look forward to 2019 and start thinking, um, where's my time going and what's the return on that? Yes. If at all. Like, am I making impact? Not, not all that's financial, but am I, am I seeing the change that I, I want to see, uh, out of that investment?
1: Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, you want to see change in the community and maybe that's, maybe that's slight, but you also have like a professional benefit of, of being involved in whatever it is. And so that offsets the fact that, you know, it, it's, um, it's really good for your career so you don't mind that maybe it's not as big of a deal or maybe it's very, very, very uh, something you're extremely passionate about and nobody in your uh, chosen field and no potential clients care at all that you're doing it. <laughs> you know, And that's fine. Either one is fine. But there's um, a couple of different things to think about on each one. And certainly the amount of time that you're putting into something is is a big factor as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. How do you kind of uh, approach that topic? Uh,
1: yeah. So I made a great choice last year. I'm treasurer of this nonprofit. Um, and we are like a pipeline program for diverse uh, first year law students and um, getting paid employment. And I'm really passionate about that because I had a Well, because everybody should be. But because also I had an atypical route into school and um So I know how if you're, if you're not on that little conveyor belt of, my dad was a lawyer, you know, or whatever, um, it's a lot harder and you have to be a lot scrappier to get where you're going. Um, and so anything that can kind of ease that transition for people and underrepresented classes, I'm really into. So I'm very passionate about the cause. But the problem was last year, it was taking like so much time. And it wasn't even skilled time. It was because I'm the treasurer. It was, you know, sending out invoices and just persistently responding to um, admins at different uh, companies who all assumed I was an employee of the nonprofit. Oh, yeah. And so instead of, for instance, just paying the invoice that I sent them, I would say probably 10 different companies had some a you know accounts receivable or admin person who called me and left a voicemail hey i'm just calling about paying this invoice just had some you know just wanted to make sure you were around give me a call back and <laughs> you're like I don't have time for that. <laughs> like, just pay the invoice. as a link on it. Like, just click the link and pay it. Um I have nothing more to add. Um, so that was taking up so much of my time. But I was very passionate about it. So I was able to bring on um, that bookkeeper who – The nonprofit was more than happy. I mean, they don't know, right? The rest of the executive committee, they don't know how much work I'm doing and how much is falling to me. So they were more than happy to pay for a bookkeeper to step in and and help with a lot of that. So it's been a lot simpler this year. Um, And I've been able to focus my work on, like, bigger ticket items, like getting our 501c3 application in and, and getting our taxes filed and stuff without feeling totally drowning in it. So my goal is to stay treasurer of that organization because I'm so passionate about it for, like, as long as I can and just try to really build a system where I have to only manage on a very high level.
0: Yeah. And, like, that is... Someone might hear you say that and think, Oh, well, you're just m- maybe not being as generous with your time as you should be. But like what I'm hearing you say is like, and knowing you, like the best use of your time is not sending out invoices. Like some of the treasurer kind of stuff that would make you a great treasurer, like is, is doesn't naturally fit you if you're like knee deep in the weeds of doing. Totally, you know, accounting stuff. Yeah, um, but and if I want to
1: get it like nobody else. I could just sacrifice myself on this pyre of like it being a wonderful mission statement, and just do every little bit myself, and use an abacus to add things up, and like really make it horrifically hard for
0: myself. Hand deliver all those invoices.
1: Yeah, I hand deliver every one of them. But then you know, what if I drop dead, and and what if you know I can't do it in the future? Like, what am I handing off? Nobody can take that on. But if I build this really beautiful system, and it's basically runs itself, then eventually, you know, somebody else is gonna need to step into this role. And when they do, it won't be total garbage, like I got. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it allows you to level up along the way, right? Like you, you've got the the mechanics down. So not like let's tackle bigger problems, you know, and like, let's make the ministry be- or the uh, organization better yeah, and, and very specific ways to the, to the point of like making change happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's really big considerations that you just don't have time for if you're doing everything yourself. So I think if there's something that you're really passionate about, but it's taking in an inordinate amount of time, if there's a way to like, you know, shift the way that you're you're working in that role or shift roles completely. Um, my One of my mentors, for instance, is on that executive committee with me, and she's been very, very vocal for probably a year and a half that she's stepping down and she's going to be like in an emeritus role and every single time anybody talks about doing anything, she's like, well, I won't be participating at the same level at that point because I'm stepping down. And, you know, every time I've started making this dumb joke where every time she says that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what? And then I act like it's, it's really dumb. But like, she said it so many times and she's so uh, delicately and carefully like stepping backwards out of this role um and i think that makes sense but she's passionate about the idea so she's always going to be available to the rest of us and she wants to stay engaged in a less um you know less demanding way because that's just where she is in her life
0: yeah man that actually um hearing you describe that it's funny because i uh serve on a board where i've been the board chair for uh i think almost seven years oh my <laughs> and, gosh and a- according to our bylaws i should have been one year <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> but no one else will step up and and help with that role and like it's it, it's an organization I, I care a, a tremendous a, a tremendous amount about. But like like I have really struggled to get other people to step up and different um, leadership roles like treasurer and and that sort of thing. And um, and certainly like once a year I do this thing. I'm like, well, I really was only supposed to do this for a year. And like if anyone else wants to do it, like I will gladly pass the baton because I, I want to make sure that I'm still around for that next person. And I feel like if we wait too long, it'll be the situation where like by the time I can get out of there, I'm just like hitting the door, you know. And that's I mean that's not healthy f- for that. Um so anyways, I need to I need to still page out of that playbook and just <laughs> pronounce oh, yeah. myself asleep. Yeah,
1: be like, Well, I won't be doing this by then. I mean nobody can nobody can be like, What? You're you're quitting? Like she's been saying it forever. <laughs> I don't every time she says it, I'm like, what is she still doing here? She doesn't have to be here anymore. <laughs>
0: How's it I thought she quit like a long yeah. time ago.
1: Yeah, it's like the opposite of the, the problem you would have. But so in this particular organization that I'm treasuring of, I was originally the chair um, and it was, it was like technically a co-chair, but at the time um, we hadn't developed any structure. So I, it was just me and one other person doing everything that now like 10 of us do. Um, and so this has been, you know, my initial step to like step down after a couple years of doing that. I was like, I'll do something benign, like be the treasurer. <laughs> But it just takes a ton of work. And I want to stay involved infinitely. And um so I, I'm mostly just working on ways to um, systematize. And so far, it's been really good. Like, I just shot an email to the bookkeeper. And the first time I had her do the invoices was last year. And it's quite time consuming. And I shot her an invoice or an, an email and said, Do you need anything from me to do these invoices January one? And she was like, No, I have everything. Like, that's amazing. The first time, of course, it sucked to offload it, but, and I'm sure there'll be stuff that comes up, but whatever. And um, that is one way if you want to stay involved. The other things that I've been doing, um, like the medical school admissions committee stuff, which is the same thing that I'm really passionate about, is getting people who like have a passion for for diverse candidates and who see things a little bit outside of the the usual and who don't aren't just looking for someone like if you're interviewing for medical school, if you're very comfortable around physicians, because I don't know, your dad was a physician, then you're going to probably interview in a different way than somebody who grew up and and has never actually even talked to a, a doctor unless they were seeing them for a medical complaint, you know? And, and that, like, just that level levels off people in these different categories and their trajectories, um, are different because of that. And so just that part of things is really valuable to me. But it used to be a couple hour a day commitment or, um, a couple hour a month commitment, really. And now it's like a lot more hours a month commitment, like a full day um a month so i'm trying to kind of think is, is that something i should continue doing is it impactful enough because it doesn't affect my career at all it's it's doctors i'm a lawyer um so i'm just kind of putting that in there but i don't know what are you thinking about your your time and energy
0: yeah i'd um i definitely on, on one hand have i mean i need to step I need to change roles for that one particular nonprofit I mentioned a second ago for multitude of reasons. Um, and, and none of which are bad. They're all just healthy, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's a great organization, good stuff happening, but like, um, the whole board concept (laughs) was designed so that this isn't happening, you know? Um, but it's happening anyway. So I think that's, that's one piece. What I find that is often difficult is that I feel like I'm uh, probably giving that, um, that organization, the, the amount of time I have uh, available to give it. And, and really like it's, it's one of those things where I don't think I'm going to be able to, to make that transition happen without giving it more time. Like I'm going to have to like, that's going to be like a, Hey, let's grow the board process and then like find some people to bring in and then recruit them. And all that's going to take more time and energy beyond what I'm already giving it. And so I'm, I'm kind of at the stalemate with it a little bit. Um, and uh which is great and like things I think things will happen in due time, but um it's it's one of those weird kind of catch twenty twos. I feel like if I if I left I'd leave a vacuum there that isn't good and not something I would be proud of. And then um but at the same time sometimes I question whether I have uh the capacity to give it the additional it needs to get over that hump. So So that's a challenge. I mean, that's just one of those things it's, it's again, uh, like you mentioned, it's something that I'm not particularly receiving professional, you know, uh, recognition for, um, it's just an organization that I feel really passionately about. Um, so, you know, that's one piece of it. Um, for me, one of the big things that I've, uh, spent a lot of time this year doing is actually kind of working on building, uh, this community, uh, the unfederated community. And so that's looked like for people outside of Chattanooga that may not know, but, um, we've done monthly meetups at a local co-working space here, um, called society of work and here in Chattanooga. And that's been great. And, uh, we've done this podcast and for the first part of the year, um, also had a email newsletter and some other content kind of stuff. And that's all been fantastic. And I've all really enjoyed that. Um, but, uh, I think I've, as I've mentioned in previous shows, I'm kind of at capacity from a work perspective. So, at uh, I am sitting here looking into 2019 and asking myself the question of, like, is this a good use of my time? Because now more than ever, it's coming at the expense of billable hours, you know? So, um, I'm, I'm saying, Oh, I could take on that one or two more additional clients. If I, if I cut all of this out, but like, I want to enjoy doing this to I feel like I'm giving back to some degree to this community of which I'm a member, but also something that has been a radically positive thing in my life and, and want to empower other people to, to do that for themselves. um, but you know it doesn't pay anything right um and different times I talk to people that are um that feel like it's been really impactful and that's empowering and makes me excited about continuing and then other times um you know uh that, that feedback is not as strong or or maybe there's a season where i I don't hear anything positive for a while, and I start to think, gosh, is this really you know really the best use of um of our time,
1: yeah. Yeah, so we have discussions about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just it's tough, and it's it's one of those uh, not everything's dollars and cents, right? Um, and uh, but you know, I one of the things uh, I mentioned this, I've uh, I don't think I've mentioned to you before, but is applicable to this is I have been involved with a handful of um nonprofits over the years. I've actually uh, co-founded uh, a couple. And it's been a while since I've done that. And usually that has looked like getting it started from the very beginning and sticking around for a number of years until it kind of can stand on its own. And then I, I usually kind of like move on to other things because I don't think my talents are really geared towards the long term, but the the beginning. And so I've started kind of getting a little bit of the itch of like I'd like to kind of do that again, you know, and that's, uh, Chattanooga is a city that doesn't need more nonprofits. We have, um, bukus and bukus of nonprofits. Um, but we have some needs that aren't being met in certain areas. And so, um, anyways, I've, have given some consideration to like, maybe that's a good use or a better use of my time. Um, that's just purely, you know, philanthropic or purely charitable, um, versus, Something that's more community building, which, you know, isn't bad, but has, has a bit of a different, uh, angle to it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I see what you mean. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I, I have, um, I, there's some lawyer only, uh, uh, like entities that I'm involved with, um, and, and on boards with and do a lot of time on, I, you know, spend a lot of my time on, um, that probably do have a really good effect on my career stuff. hmm as well um but probably to a like a lo- much lesser degree on the community <laughs> you know okay um and so when you're doing like bar stuff right like the the bar um it's it's a little bit of the opposite situation because you're like well this is really this is really valuable and then there are really good arms of those that are um benefiting the community so i've tried to start gearing my involvement in uh, lawyer only stuff to be you know more community oriented at least but i tell you i'm legit at capacity like i mean there were there were some i don't remember them but people a couple times have said do you want to be involved in this you know really great cause in some capacity or another and i don't even it's not even a thought like (laughs) yeah it's it's just like if somebody goes hey do you do you want to go um Hike Everest with me in six months. And you're like, thank you so much for offering. Definitely not. You you don't even picture yourself doing it. You answer so quick. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with, um, so that's a shame because it'd be nice, but to be a little bit more involved in some of the areas I'm really passionate about, but boy, I couldn't be, um, more involved than I am and still make a living. So.
0: Yeah, some place that the the you know what we're talking about in any of this is really opportunity cost, right? But but at some point when you're at capacity, it kind of feels like the opportunity cost starts to be less about like. Another billable hour for your client and it starts to be more like time from your family or, t- you know, like some things that arguably are more valuable than just, you know, um, a, another contract for a client or something. And and those are the toughest to, to give up because, um, you know, the that's time that's a, a bit more meaningful uh. So one thing I think is in this top, uh, round, that's a little bit different for us than you alluded to a second ago is like, when I think of like the term pro bono, like, I mean, lawyers, accountants, like, you know, the professional services firms often do work, do their service, their trade for free, for charitable causes and situations. Um, and that doesn't seem to be nearly as much of a that doesn't have as much of a presence in my space as it does yours. Um, maybe I've just missed that, but I rarely hear about you know advertising and the marketing realm of, of stuff happening from a pro bono perspective. And I don't know if that's because oftentimes that kind of work would be would need to parallel like the expense of the actual you know, media placement, like, you know, like I could come up with a campaign, but you've still got to like, you know, pay to get it put on wherever it's going. And so like, it's kind of dead in the water or, um, or what, but, um, that's kind of interesting. Do you, do you do much of like that kind of work, um, outside of just the organizations you, you are on board members for?
1: Yeah. I'm a bleeding heart on a lot of, um, things. I try really hard to, Um, to do less of it, but I, I I can't, I, and I do a good job. Like I don't take on as many clients anymore who I'm representing just exclusively for free. Cause that's not the kind of work I do, right? Like, (laughs) like I'm doing business transactions. Like there's a rare occurrence when (laughs) you need a business transaction, when you really truly can't afford to, to have a lawyer. And if you can't afford to have a lawyer and you're doing a business transaction, like, you're, you're not going to go to jail or lose your liberty or something more likely than that. So it, the stakes are lower. Um, so pro bono has a different meaning for, for me than it does in like a criminal defense context or something. But, um, I definitely take on a lot of that. Um, when I was at firms, that that's considered a part of like your professional development. Um, in a way, like we've talked before about how you in digital marketing, I think you're, you guys are on the cusp of becoming more of a like solidified profession with a code of ethics and, um, you know, kind of like uh, barriers to entry and, uh, and all of the things that uh, older professions have like uh, lawyers, doctors, accountants or whatever. um. But uh, so I think one day you'll probably have more recognition for just pro bono work, um, and the value that that provides. But yeah, that's just a huge part of being a lawyer, right? The access to justice is a is a really big um, thing that that hopefully we all really care about, and so we do a bunch of work relating to that. Mostly in my case, it involves. Hearing somebody who needs help legally, and and taking like going to great pains to match them with someone who will be a you know has the skill set to like continue to represent them at a low cost or affordable cost, um, you know way, but. I'm also affiliated with two um nonprofits that solely place lawyers with pro bono work, and there's just amazing stuff that can be done. Like I used to volunteer more with this eviction thing where people were getting evicted from Section 8 housing, and if you got in there and you – you just told their landlords, like, please don't call this eviction, an eviction. We'll move out. Just say it's something else. You know, like, we'll agree. We'll give you – you can keep our deposit, but just don't call it an eviction because once it's called an eviction, the person's no longer eligible for Section 8 benefits. And so um they can't get that really affordable housing anymore. Oh, interesting. And so um these are people who are paying, like, $150 for a apartment, you know. Um, and so, once they lose their eligibility for that program because they have an eviction on their record, they're they're oftentimes homeless. Like,
0: yeah, sure.
1: So it's just a huge, impactful thing to do. Um, and, and there's a couple of groups that you know just spend a ton of time doing that, matching lawyers um, with people to do that. And so there's a lot of areas to plug in. And you could spend your whole. I mean, that's what a lot of retired lawyers do. And maybe what I'll do one day if I'm retired is just find stuff like that and just get involved and, you know, just do it all day, every day. <laughs>
0: have you, have you found situations where like roles and, and the proto bono space that are more suited to you and roles that aren't like, have you, um, uh, been involved in it enough that you're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible one of those, but like, I, I would be a good one of these.
1: Yeah, I, um, that's, it's the same as what I am in just real life with my clients. And I'm pretty, um, obvious with them and apparent. I try to be above board and say like, I am definitely the right lawyer for you if you're trying to get this issue resolved amicably in a way that everyone can live with but if you're trying to you know prove a point an emotional point if you're trying to take this all the way to litigation if you're trying to harm the other person by you know punishing them in some way like um, that's just not my personality type and there are other lawyers that are better suited for that and i know a plenty of them so <laughs> i'm very happy to refer and match and and they're not bad people i'm not trying to insinuate anything about that there's just it, you know not all keys fit all locks and and certain problems do need to be resolved um less amicably and i'm just not well suited for that and that's a, that's a I, I use that when I'm talking to the other side. I'm like, let's get this resolved amicably because I don't do the next part. And, and I'm going to bring in somebody who does the really grumpy, angry litigator lawyer part after me, and then I'll be gone. So this is the best chance you have to resolve it is with me before that person comes on board.
0: Yeah, sure. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, but how about you? I mean, do you think that there's a role for like what you do in a straight-up pro bono way?
0: Yeah, I think it probably is. I think um, one thing I've learned is that uh, a lot of positions that I could serve my community through require a high degree of like uh, diplomacy. Uh, So if it's a real big board, um, if it's... uh, we're religious. So if it's like a leadership role within a church, if it's, uh, like, that's not me. I I mean, I've I've tried like, and, and I, and I can, I think I can do those things. Well, I just hate it. And so like, um, you know, special short-term projects. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, you know, like specific committees where it's something, what I'm doing is more tangible. Um, it, it sucks because those opportuni- Well, it's, it's one thing about that, that kind of sucks is that those are usually less, um, high profile, you know, like if I'm doing it from the standpoint of like, you know, um, hobnobbing with other, you know, people in the community that might provide some sort of business benefit, like the diplomacy kind of roles are, are well more suited for that. Um, but I, you know. I just don't enjoy them and I would rather be a little bit more boots on the ground or, or have a little bit more impact, which I think is where I've really enjoyed the kind of the startup part of a couple of, you know, just kind of getting it from like nothing to they have a board, you know, and then maybe I serve on that board for a couple of years and then get out of there because um, that's just not my scene. And so anyways, I'd, uh, I've learned that about myself. And so that's meant a couple of times where people have been like, you know, you should really consider doing this. Yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, you know, I'm honored, but like, you know, uh, perhaps you don't know me well enough. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and I think actually being a freelancer has actually um, made that even more so. You know, like I now that I have the autonomy of my own business and I'm not having to do that kind of stuff in a nine-to-five setting anymore, like I just have that, I mean, even less tolerance for it than I did. So um, that's certainly one piece. I think as far as my role of, of doing stuff, I've, I've had a couple of nonprofits ask me to help with some advertising kind of stuff. Um, most of the time it's been like a – uh like a consulting kind of deal like uh, which is a portion of my business that um I don't talk about a whole lot but I I do from time to time and and I've I really struggle with that cuz uh, lo- largely speaking from a c- consultation um perspective I feel like people will listen to the extent that they pay for it <laughs> and and I mean you've I surely experienced this too and so the the notion that someone wouldn't pay anything for it feels a lot like and from, based on my previous experiences has been kind of a waste of everybody's time. And so I've I've kind of taken the approach here l- lately in those situations where um I'm going to charge a normal rate like nothing discounted and um I've had in the back of my mind I haven't gotten to do this yet but that if everything is what i hope it to be then perhaps at the end of that i either discount the invoice or i'd turn around and take that you know revenue and donate it back to the to the nonprofit you know um cuz i i don't mind to do that in a charitable sense but it just so happens that the the what i have to offer is not very conducive to uh you know that kind of arrangement and so you know, I've been trying to figure out a way to do that in in a way that's graceful and helpful, but is also something that, um, people are getting value out of.
1: Yeah. It's really hard to, um, to get people to value what you're doing if you're not charging them for it, which is so funny because obviously lawyers are quite expensive. At least that's how everybody feels. But then you're basically giving somebody like a thousand dollars in their pocket and they don't, you know, they're just, it's, it's zero value, um, which is frustrating. It really is. Um, so I agree with our approach and, you know, you said that thing, you were listening to a podcast where, it, um, the takeaway was like, you have two, two rates, you know, free or my rate.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like for your full price. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a Seth Godin thing. Um, that he was, I think it was on the Tim Ferriss podcast that he was on. He talks about, um, he has two rates. He has free and he has full price. And so he doesn't, he doesn't like, you know, negotiate his rates at all. And if you're not willing or able to pay that, um, he has plenty of channels where he shares his wisdom and a free sense. Um, if you're familiar with Seth Godin, he's like an author, speaker, marketing guru kind of guy. And he, uh, famously has a, has a pretty well um, well well-known blog that he does. And he's blogged every single day for like the last seven years or something like, like, I mean like he's super diligent about it and that's part of his thing is like I've made a promise. I'm going to show up here. You can count on me to be here. Like I'm here every day. And so that's what he would point you to from the free perspective, right? Like, I mean, you know, this is available to you. I think he does some like um, for, for causes he feels uh, particularly invested in, I think he will do a, f- you know, speak for free or, or do stuff for free, but there's really no in between, you know, like, and so if it's something that doesn't particularly hit his heart in a right way, like there's his blog and that's fine. And he obviously puts a tremendous amount of time and resources into that. Like, so it's, it's not like he's blowing you off. Um But uh you know, I, I kind of, yeah, I I like that approach from the standpoint of like, especially from just an advisor kind of role, you know, I I have had a couple of situations where I've gone through and we've done like my, my consult, uh, you know, flow that I've done with a bunch of different small businesses. And, and then like, I know they're not going to take and do any of the stuff that comes out of that. And, and it just like, you know, I, I usually I get to the end where I'm kind of writing up the action items and the report, kind of the summary of, of what all's been discussed and and I just know that like like I'm just wasting my time putting that all together because it's not gonna be taken in use. Um yeah, you know, it's gonna sit in someone's email and and I I you know, hate that from from um, you know, multiple perspectives.
1: Totally. I've had the same experience. I don't know. I think and and I've started asking like I I did I don't know a thirty minute call with somebody last uh, well actually on Friday and you know they're they're always often very grateful and stuff but when you never meet somebody and whatnot it's just it's just kind of a throwaway so when do you I mean when do you cut cut things loose like when are you saying okay well this this thing I'm doing is I'm doing because I thought it would be good for the world. And now it's either taking up too much time or for other reasons, I'm just going to back out.
0: Yeah. That's a million dollar question. I think I've this season where I've been asking myself that question. I think what I've tried to do is take a step back from that question and more so focus on like some longer term, I'll use the word goals, but objectives. Like what am I trying to accomplish longer term? And then revisit that question with that, the answer to that in mind, you know, um, if I, I, I think a lot of times, I mean, there's a lot of nonprofits that are doing wonderful work, right? Like, and, and you could be kind of, uh, kind of a paralysis by analysis kind of thing of just, you know, where of all the, the worthy opportunities, where should you spend your time? Um, and if that's, if the answer to that is not like overwhelmingly apparent to you, then I, I think to me, I've tried to align them with, with the kind of the downrange view of what I'm, what kind of change I'm looking to make in the community. So, um, I feel, if I feel, you know, you feel particularly passionate about getting people from diverse backgrounds plugged into, you know, um, uh, an industry that largely caters to a a whole different demographic, right? Like, and if you're coming from outside that demographic, it's even more challenging to get in. And, uh, and so that's great. Like you could do that in a multitude of ways, right? Like, um, so for me, you know, even with the, like say the unfederated thing, for example, that we've talked about, you know, what's, what's the end goal, right? Like, you know, what's, uh, and is that happening now? Uh, And if it's not what needs to change to make it happen and, uh, you know, um, do I have the, the bandwidth to make those changes or the passion to make those changes? You know, um, I think the most dangerous thing you can get into is where you're doing something because you're doing something.
1: Yeah, that's and that's so common, right? We've all been there where you're like, you got roped in because your boss was into it or something, and then you're stuck, and then maybe nobody else can take over for you or whatever else is happening. But you're showing up and you're thinking, like, can drive, I don't even <laughs> eat canned food, you know, <laughs> or whatever.
0: And, I mean, tell me if this sounds familiar, but like, uh, my thinking before has looked a lot like, well, it's only 12 meetings a year. You know, like I could probably miss a couple of those. Like I'm really only, I'm really only having to give like eight hours a year, so like it's not that bad. And if like if that's the mentality of it, then you know you I'm shouldn't not, do it because yeah. like
1: somebody who cares about that thing should be in there doing it. Like that's you're doing a disservice by participating in, in that
0: way. I I would also suggest too, like there's and this takes work, but there's a there's an element to like doing some soldier searching and determining what it is that you care about. That's not easy. It's not easy to you know, to figure that out. But like the, the process of going through that can be really beneficial to this situation because if, if you're, you know, investing time in some areas that aren't on that spectrum of things that, and, and, you know, if you're taking the shotgun approach, maybe you've found yourself doing, you know, a handful of things that are completely disconnected I think you kind of have to ask yourself the question of like, what is the change or the impact I'm trying to make? And am I, am I doing that by what I'm doing? You know? Um, I think we see as freelancers often that like, it would be more meaningful for me to go narrow and deep than wide and shallow with, you know, with our business, with a lot of what we're doing. And I, I feel like where we, where we spend time on the charitable front is probably no different. Like we'd be better off, going and pouring a lot into like a particular niche than, you know, it's being spread thin.
1: Well, and I do this and I've always done this a lot because I went through school so fast. So one of the ways that I graduated with my degrees so early um, was I intentionally uh, registered for overlapping subject matters, <laughs> so I would be like, all right, I'm taking 21 hours, but one is world history, one is European history, and you know, like, you know, one is music history, the Golden Age, or you know, something where you're like, all right, <laughs> like studying for one will probably get me um, pretty far. Uh, and in the same way, like, if you're going to do a lot of things, if you figure out what your cause is. Then if you make sure those all have some kind of God help me for saying synergy, then um, then you really can be so much more valuable because you sit there and you say, well, you know, like I use a lot of the things from the admissions committee and which is medicine and the legal space because they're very similar uh, concepts um, and and that is informing. So I don't know if you're going to really pile on at least pile on in the same cause because.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think that from like a impact perspective, I think that from like a, just a personal perspective, like I'd rather be putting my time and energy into something that I feel like is, is making a difference, you know, that I'm seeing results from. Um, I think the other piece of it too, qu- quite honestly, and and we've, uh, you know, with the lens of, am I getting any kind of professional um exposure from doing this? I think actually going out and doing something like blazing a trail, like being unique or doing something where you're taking, uh, you know, here we'll, we'll keep using terrible business cliches, but something where you're moving the needle a lot will often get you more local press than just, you know, being one of the 38 people on this board and, and and so like even if it's a real small organization or small nonprofit that that doesn't have much of a footprint, but you can give it life or you can, you know, um push it forward in some way, that's often as, as newsworthy um as you know doing work for like kind of your big national conglomerate kind of nonprofits. Um, well,
1: and I think, I mean, the takeaway is if you do something you're really passionate about, it won't, it won't matter if you don't get any of that, but you probably are more likely to, to get better exposure. So um, if you're not feeling passionate about something, you know, don't do it because there's plenty of other people in the world who will participate and actually feel those ways. Um, so just back out and leave that uh, space open for somebody who's, um, into it to fill.
0: Yeah. And as, and as much as we talk about like doing work in the niches, you know, finding our real narrow lanes that are, are business opportunities, the size of one person, cause that's all we need. Um, you know, from my experience, even some of these smaller nonprofits that I just feel passionate about the people that have chosen to serve on the board with me are people that care about a lot of the same things I do. And although it might not, you know, I might not be hobnobbing with the local politicians and the, you know, what other CEOs like it's, it's a group of people that are important to my network because we are like-minded, you know, and, and they might not have like, you know, real prestigious roles and whatever they're doing, but that's okay, you know. That's that's not necessarily what I'm looking for, right? And and even if they don't, they are probably something that someone that would go to bat for you if you needed someone to go to bat for you. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what you're looking for out of out of some of that notoriety, anyways.
1: Completely. And I mean, I'm sure that this is something that we've said to ourselves both many times. But but withdrawing from a position is not as poorly received as being in the position and doing it poorly.
0: Oh yeah, good point.
1: So, if you're like, "Oh, I don't know. I'll just like I don't want to like get that reputation or offend a bunch of people, just rip the band-aid off because there's nothing worse than volunteering your time to serve under or with somebody who's not devoting anywhere near the same amount of time that you are and they just keep hanging
0: on. Yeah. Yeah, because that that impresses no one, and 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 you're not making change, and you're still putting time into it, but maybe yep. not enough time to to make a difference.
1: Totally, you're getting the worst. You're getting none of the benefit and all of the bad parts if you're doing that.
0: Yeah, I I, I think it's one of those places where people are are often gun shy to prune, but you know, like um as a as a one person business that has that capacity, that very real limited capacity. Uh, you know, we've got to be pretty, pretty quick with the printing shears, And I, I don't know that it's a whole lot different in this situation.
1: I agree. And people, people do understand I've been on enough boards and, and enough things now that I understand that earlier in my career, I would have thought it was a much bigger deal. But once <laughs> once you're around, you, know, you see people withdraw midstream on a number of occasions and, and you don't think the less for them less of them for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, to some degree you're standing up in front of those people saying like, Hey, I'm really, you know, business is going so well.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> it's so hard for me. Cause I'm so busy and I have all this money. I keep tripping over when I try to get to the door. <laughs> well, what else?
0: I don't know. I think that's, that's, that's the a- gist of it. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. Um, and I, I would uh, maybe one other thing to add is from my experience, the nonprofit world in particular at the board level, it's something that moves slowly. So, um, if, if you've got urges and in, in this space, then it might not be bad to the, to the example you used very earlier in the, sh- in the show to start planting some seeds. Cause it's, it, you know, that transition is probably going to take a minute and, um, so the, so the sooner you can kind of fly that flag, the, the longer you can give and, and that kind of thing all, all, um, goes to reemphasize the point you just made, which is like, you know, leaving gracefully and passing the torch. Well, um, leaves everybody in in a good place and with a good taste in their mouth, so to speak.
1: That's true. That is the best way to have a favorable impression. There you go. Hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, brother.
0: You as well.
1: Where can somebody find us?
0: You can find notes about this episode at unfederate, unfederated.studio slash... You had such a
1: disc jockey thing going on, and then you just stumbled right over it and ruined it.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting the head cold, so part of it uh, is something funny all to right, myself. All right,
1: all right. I want to hear your excuses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Unfederated.studio slash 24. Oh, wow. Well.
1: Okay, Great. Good talking to you. Have a good uh, rest of the week and feel better.
0: Yeah, thanks. I'm fighting the urge to go back to the lame disc jockey thing. <laughs> it's just gonna it's gonna go nowhere good. Okay. Nowhere <laughs> good. All right. Good chatting. All right, talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Bye.